Hey friends, this is Malka Asad, a plastic surgery resident, and in this video, I'll be talking about the letters of recommendation. You know now it's the mass season, and everyone is asking me questions about the letters of recommendation, personal statement, interview preparation, so I decided to make a series of videos about the match process, and I wanted to start with the letters of recommendation. So in this video, I'll be answering the common questions that I'm getting on my different social media accounts, the Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So let's get started. The first question is whether you should waive your right to see the letter of recommendation before sending it to your, through your ERAS. And my answer is definitely waive your right. Because when you waive your right to see the LOR before you submit it, that tells the program director or the people reviewing your application that you trust what other people say about you without reading it. When you read the, the LOR before submitting it, that means you're picking the best ones and you're submitting them. But when you waive your right, you're telling the person reading your letter of recommendation that you trust whatever people say about you. So definitely waiving your right and seeing the letter of recommendation is highly recommended. The second question is how can you ask for an LOR? How can you ask the mentors to write you a document to support your application? And the answer to this is simple, either through an interview in person, you go and you schedule an appointment with them and you meet them in person. That might be challenging with COVID now and with the busy schedule of physicians. The other way, the easier way is writing a nice email and asking your mentor to write, to write you a letter of recommendation. You might have already taken the approval of your mentor for a letter of recommendation at the end of your research experience or at the end of your clinical experience. So you already got the approval for uh, them to write you a letter of recommendation but now you just wanted to remind them about that. So you can write them a very nice email as a reminder or as a request. If they approved the letter of recommendation, you can send them some supportive documents to help them write the letter of recommendation. And in my opinion, this could be your, the personal statement, the CV, uh, some cases that you did with them. If you did surgery, you can write about some of the surgeries that you did together. If you were uh, doing medicine or any other non-surgical specialties, you can send a list of some patients that you interacted with, that you worked on, representations, anything that could be of help to them when they write the LOR. You don't have to tell them what they should write. That's offensive to them. So you need to send them some information about you to help them write the letter for you. The third question is whether you can use LORs from experiences that happened a long time ago. Let's say you did a rotation two years ago and then you did two years of research experience and now you're applying to the match. Can you use LORs from experiences that happened two years ago? And the answer is yes. However, you have to keep in touch with your mentors, update them about your progress every few months and whenever you need the letter to be submitted, send them an email. Another extremely important question is who should you ask to write you a letter of recommendation? And there are multiple factors, the first of which is someone who knows you well. Someone who you worked with for a few months during a clinical rotation, from your medical school, during a research experience that would be able to describe personal uh, interactions with during the letter of recommendation. Because if you have a generic letter that just talks about things in your CV or in your personal statement, that's not going to be helpful for your application. You need someone who really worked with you and interacted with you and would be able to give a testimony about your personal skills and your abilities to do the job during residency. So that's why number one is someone who knows you very well from your personal experiences during medical school or from clinical rotation or from research. The second important factor when deciding who to ask for a letter of recommendation is someone who is well known within the field. So if you have multiple mentors or multiple physicians 
who know you very well, the best case will be to go with someone who is well known within, within the field. Because when program directors or committee members see a letter of recommendation from someone they recognize, that would give you higher consideration compared to a letter from someone they don't recognize. That's why somebody who is well known within the field would have a higher chances of being recognized by people within this specialty. But if you had to pick between one or the other, for example, someone who is not well known within the field, but you worked with for a full year and knows you very well versus, for example, the chair of a department who worked with you for one day, I would definitely go with someone who knows you very well. Because if you work with someone for a day or two, they won't be able to describe personal experiences and personal interactions. So the letter would be very generic and sometimes they have these standardized forms in certain specialties and they would write, I work with this person for a day or two it wouldn't be helpful to your application. So try to get a letter from someone who is well known within the field and knows you very well. But if you have to pick one or the other, I would go with someone who knows you very well. Another question I get asked about is the standardized forms for letters of recommendation. Now some specialties are asking the applicants to submit these standardized forms along with their LOR. And if you waived your letter of recommendation, your right to see the LOR, you won't be able to see these forms. So what you need to do is when you ask, for example, your mentor to write you an LOR, you send this form along with the documents that you're sending and tell them that this needs to be submitted to ERAS along with the LOR document. So you just need to send them the empty form and they would fill it and submit it to ERAS. Another extremely important question that I get asked about this a lot is, can I use an LOR from a different specialty? Let's say I did research in general surgery and now I'm applying to orthopedic surgery. Can I use LORs from general surgery in my orthopedic surgery application? The first thing is that the best case is if you have all your letters from the same specialty. And the cool thing about ERAS is that you can dedicate letters from orthopedic surgery for your orthopedic surgery application and letters, for example, from your general surgery experience to your general surgery application. But if you have to pick, you didn't have like eight letters for, for each specialty. Maybe you had only five and you needed to use some of the general surgery letters for your orthopedic surgery application, that is fine. It's again best to use all orthopedic surgery, but if you couldn't, it's fine to include some. However, don't include so many. For example, if you're submitting three letters of recommendation, I would recommend only submitting one from another specialty. Try to have at least two from the same specialty and maybe one from another specialty. And when I applied to plastic surgery, I used a letter of recommendation from a general surgery mentor and I sent this letter to all my plastic surgery programs because the answer is simple. It was one out of four. So it was not like I'm having so many general surgery letters. It was only one out of four. And that mentor that is in general surgery, I worked with for over three years. We did a clinical rotation together. We did some research together and I was in touch with her for a long time. So that's why I used this general surgery letter in my plastic surgery application. But again, try to have one maximum out of three or four letters you're submitting. Another question that I struggled with when I was applying to the match is, should I submit LORs from my research experience or from my clinical experience? Let's say you did clinical rotations, you got four or five letters of recommendations, you did two years or three years of, of research, like in my case, and I got so many mentors that could write me uh, an LOR. So which one should I pick? Should I pick the clinical ones or the research ones? I submitted four letters to the majority of the programs that I applied to, and I tried to have 50 clinical, 50 research. And the reason for that is you are applying to a clinical job. So you should not have all your letters of recommendation from research or three out of four from research. Because remember, residency is a clinical job. However, in my case, the research is the time that I spent the most while I was in the US. 
So the people who know, you, know me the most are from research. That's why I was obliged to at least submit two letters from my research experience because these are the people who know me the most. But I also wanted to balance my application and tell the program directors that I'm not only doing research, I also did some clinical experience and this is the testimony from those that I did clinical rotations with. So try to balance the clinical and the research LORs, keeping in mind that residency is a clinical job. And the next question is whether you can use LORs from physicians outside the US. And I get asked about this question a lot from international medical graduates. And the answer is ERAS does not prevent you from using LORs from outside the US. However, I highly recommend using all of your LORs from inside the US because program directors and committee members would appreciate the LORs from physicians inside the US because they know the system more. It's not because US physicians are, are better than physicians in your country. It's because you're gonna be working in the US system, so they want the testimony of somebody inside the US to testify that you are able to function within the US healthcare system. However, there is exception to this recommendation. If you're working in your country with a world-renowned figure in the field, let's say you are working in with the best cardiologist in the world and he's located in England or in Egypt or any country, that letter might be important because people would recognize that person. So you might use one out of the four, but try to have the majority of your letters from inside the US. But if your letter writer from outside the US is not well known, I would recommend using letters from inside the US. And the final question that I wanna answer in this video is what do program directors look for in a letter of recommendation? I know that you won't be able to see your LOR in the majority of the cases, but from talking to program directors, people who make decisions after reading LORs, I learned that there is a code in letters of recommendation. People who have experience in writing letters of recommendation and reading letters of recommendation will be able to decipher that code. And this code could be strong words used in the LOR. For example, if somebody wrote you, this is the best applicant I've ever seen in my career, or this applicant is way superior to other applicants, or he's extremely outstanding. So using these words from someone who is uh, who has importance within the field and have seen so many applicants and said that you are the best or you're one of the top 1%, that would mean something. Also sharing personal experiences with the applicant. So if your letter writer wrote something about interaction with you or personal work that you did together or some research project or taking care of patient, that would tell way more than just reciting your CV and personal statement. Because remember, these documents are all seen by the programs, the piece, the personal statement, the CV. So if your letter writer is just uh, rewriting these in, in your letter of recommendation, it's not gonna be helpful. The people reading your letter of recommendation when they learn about you from their eyes, from their interactions with you. That's why you need to ask a mentor who knows you well and would be willing to spend the time to write about this because some mentors have general templates that they write for everyone, but those who would be willing to take an hour or two from their extremely busy schedule, they need to know you well and would be willing to give you that time. So that's why you need to ask somebody who knows you well and knows these codes and have been around for some time to know how to decipher this code and how to write letters of recommendation that make you stand out. I hope this video answers many of the questions that you have about your letters of recommendation. I wish you best luck on your residency application. Try to send your letter writers, your mentors, your request for a letter of recommendation as soon as possible because they have extremely busy schedules. So you don't want to be giving them like a day or two to write a big document like this. So if you want them to invest time in your letter of recommendation, give them time. Start working on your personal statement, start working on your CV 
and I wish you best luck in your journey. If you have any questions about letters of recommendation or the match process in general, make sure to leave them in the comments below or feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter at Malki Asad or my Facebook page Malki Asad MD. Thank you everyone so much for watching and see you in future videos. Peace.